J.P. Brown. Welcome to Fathers of Family Court. I am your host, J.P. Brown. I'd like to take this time to welcome back all of our return listeners, as well as give a first-time welcome to all of our first-time listeners. If you are a first-time listener to this podcast, this is a Father's Rights podcast where we talk about father's rights, parental alienation, as well as the effects of family court. Now, in Season 2 and Season 3 of Fathers of the Family Court, we've been talking to real dads who have been telling real stories about real instances with real experiences in family court, as well as with parental alienation. Now, if you don't know, you won't know. Parent, uh, kidnapping is illegal. Uh, is illegal. Right now, in 49 of 50 states, um, it's a big business, so it's extremely, extremely important that we keep talking about the topic. Continue to put it on uh, folks' kitchen tables and put it at the dinner table. Put it on the living room couch while you're watching TV. We need that topic in folks' homes. We need to stop stop sweeping it under the rug. Stop, you know, ignoring it. Stop turning the other cheek. Stop waiting until just, no, we'll talk about it never. No, we won't look at it. We need to keep having conversations so folks continue to look at the topic Uh, There's a lot of people uh, out there suffering uh, from not seeing their children. There's a lot of people out there who want nothing more than to be with their children, but yet they can't see them and they can't be with them. uh, And they have to pay money um, pretty much for them. So, uh, and, and, you know, you say, well, he sees his kids every other weekend. Well, you know, to some dads, that's just not enough. Some dads are built and designed to be with their children um, and protect their children, and that's what they spent the entirety of their lives thinking they were going to have the opportunity to do. Um, so yeah, uh, there's nowhere really for dads to come together and speak. Um, nowhere for dads to come while they're hurting, when they're losing. Nowhere for dads to come and share their story when they're victorious. There's just really no platforms for dads to come together and talk. So um, over the last ten years, fathers' rights have been making small strides. Uh, in the next 10 years, Father's Rights is going to be a lot bigger. We have cell phones. We communicate with each other. So we're going to continue to push the needle. And we can't stay in the same spot. We have to continue to uh, talk about this topic and educate each other. Um, so, yeah, we're going to continue that today. Um, today we're going to be talking to Brad, uh, who's 26 out of Georgia. I'm excited to hear what he has to say. Um Listen to everything he's saying uh, with open ears and an open heart. Try to get something from this story. Uh, as with every dad, um, no story is going to be the same. Uh, so um, try to keep in mind um, these are real life stories from real dads. So um, no matter what he says, this is literally just a dad who wants to be a dad and nothing more than a dad. So I look forward to hearing what he says. What, what, hear his story, hear his side. Um, Enjoy. 
Alright, so on today's episode of Fathers and Family Court, uh, we have a special guest, as all of our guests are special. Um, Brad is calling from Georgia. He is uh, 26 years old. He has a three-year-old daughter. Um, I've never spoken with uh, Brad before, so I don't know what in the world he's going to say. But I'm really anxious to hear what he has to say. I'm excited. Um, I hope uh, anyone listening to this um, can... Listen to it with open ears and an open heart. Um, this is a father, um, and he's hurting. Um, so I'm, 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 uh, or he's telling a story about hurt. So I'm excited to uh, hear from him. Without any further ado, uh, Brad, how you doing tonight? I'm doing good, buddy. How about you? Oh, uh, God's been really good to me. I'm blessed to uh, have the opportunity to talk to you. Uh, so, um, yeah, man. Uh, before we get into it, I have a quick question. So, where uh, uh, did you have your father at home in the house? Uh, my stepdad. Uh, he came into my life at about six months old. Okay. Okay. So, okay. So, you did have a father figure in the home in general. Okay. Okay. Um, so, man, and then, too, when, when it was your time to be a father, it just goes to show, like, you know, if your actual dad wasn't in the home or whatever or whatever, I don't know how you may have been feeling about it, but at the end of the day, it just goes to show how bad you wanted to be a dad and wanted to get it right. Um, so, yeah, how do you want to start your story off, man? I'm all ears. Um, it started a little over three years ago, and um, first it was in children's court. Um, I, my back was against the wall, obviously. You know, Georgia's a mother state. Um, basically, you know, I was following the guidelines and doing everything they wanted me to do. Um, I passed multiple hair follicles, multiple drug screens. I, I traveled four hours for a four-hour visit. And uh, that's not even including round trip. It's another four-back. And right. You know, uh, I did volunteering parenting classes. Uh, I did everything they wanted me to do, and um, you know, back in February of this year, or 2020 of February, um, I was working out of town because I do travel work, I travel construction work, mm-hmm. and you know, I traveled all the way from Louisiana to be back in Georgia for court just for them to turn around and get her custody in children's court. And, uh, you know, the ride home back to go back to Louisiana to go back to work because I was going to be out there for two weeks. I mean, I just I broke down, dude, on the way back. And, and I was like, I don't know. It was a hard... So it was a hard... So did they give her full custody? Did they give her full custody or what? Did they give you visitation? What did they give you? They literally gave her full custody because when we started children's courts, they didn't take the rights from me. They took the rights from her. And at the time, I wasn't legitimized. So I had to go through the process of getting legitimized. And once I did that and I had my home inspected and... Uh, you know, went through all the, the hoops that they were throwing at me. Um, basically, you know, she got, she was in rehab at the time and mm. she got out of rehab and it was just like, all right, here's your child back. And they just pretty much told me if I wanted any rights that I would have to take it 
to the Superior Court, and that's where the journey really began. Hey, man, I just want to say this, all right? <clears throat> I know you've got your whole circle of friends, and you've been explaining this so many times, but I diligently believe that there are some people out there who really do care, man. I care, and I can hear how annoying this process has been for you in your heart, bro. And I can hear how much this shit is broken you. You know what I mean? Just by you talking about it. And uh, I just want to say, like, uh, you know, it wasn't in vain. You know what I mean? If family court felt like they were going to punch you in your eye and you just keep punching you in your eye and just send you on your other way and you weren't going to ever fight back, well, they got another thing coming. I haven't even heard your story yet, but I'm going to tell you right now, this fucking shit is not over, bro. Score is zero, 0 on the scoreboard, bro. And when I look up there, I see a whole bunch of space opportunity to get back in the fucking game. You know what I mean? I know it, bro. I sense it, bro. Because you and you, look at, look, at, look, at, look at the things you've been doing, bro. You drove, you're, you do travel work. You drove all the way back, and then your whole ride back, you didn't joyously ride back. You took that long drive because you wanted to be a part of your daughter's life, man. All for people in the family court to treat you like a second-class citizen, I'm sure. You know what I mean? Because I know they weren't generous with you, even though you just took the fucking drive. Now, here's, here's I just want to, I just want to, I just want to go back just a little bit here, alright? Here's the thing. Uh, so, when you were with your child's mother, uh, was she, uh, was she, was she into drugs then? What? Yeah, it, it got to a point where, I mean, uh, you know, defects got involved. I mean, I couldn't get her to stop, and, um, you know, they red flagged her the first time because I don't remember what she had. She had something in her system when she gave birth, which is horrible, and, um, that was strike one, and then her getting arrested was strike two and three, I believe. Man. And and me not being, you know, legitimized. What does that um, mean? What'd you say? What is legit? What is we don't have that here in Michigan. So what? What do you mean when you say you had to get legitimized? Does that mean like you had to sign her birth certificate or something or? What's that mean? Well, at the time, there is uh, uh, skepticism, skepticism from my family. Some skepticism? Mm-hmm. Uh, so we put that on pause, and um, we wanted to get a DNA test. Mm-hmm. And then the court turned around and made me get another DNA test, and both came back 99.9%. And uh, that's part of getting legitimized in Georgia. You okay. Know, you have to go a DNA test where they swab you and the baby. And, mm-hmm. And once that's processed, then you're allowed to, um, basically, the baby's allowed to have your last name. Right. And uh, see, the crazy thing is I spent all this money on the lawyer to get me legitimized and they never sent the paperwork off, so I'm still dealing with that issue today, unfortunately. A fucking railroad lawyer type of situation. Yeah, and, and the funny, like, honestly, that $2,000 pretty much went out the window. Like, or the $3,000 I sent them pretty much went out the window. So, if, if I was to advise anyone in the future, just be patient and, and you know... Keep notes, document everything, mm-hmm. because a lot of the stuff you can learn about, like if you do your research, because mm-hmm. 
emergency change of custody. That's that's the path that I took that led to you know me getting temporary custody, and then from there, you know, pressing and you know being patient and doing what I'm supposed to do as a as a primary, and you know, uh, eventually getting actual primary. Right now. Here's what I am having a hard time understanding. When you went to court, you're telling me this person had already gave birth to your child with drugs in your system? Now, bro, no, I'm obviously, bro, we, I could tell we come from two different areas. But I am a firm believer in all human beings, bro, are pumped the same blood and they just have different fucking, they eat different stuff. Now, I went to a fucking high school with fucking all type of cultures. So listen to me, bro. Oh, what do you got a fucked up record, bro? Like in the past. In yeah. Okay, you, you say you okay. You got some shit on in your on your record. Yes. Okay, now still. listen, bro. My best friend, bro. When I was from third grade, bro, he spent from two thousand five to two thousand seven uh, seventeen in maximum security prison here in Michigan, and when, in two thousand eighteen, I believe he got full custody of his kids. Only out of maximum security prison for less than like a year, bro. I swear. It can be done. You know what I mean? It can be done. It can fucking be done. So, I don't, I don't, I don't, you obviously didn't murder anybody because you're still here talking right now, today, which, you know what I mean? So, you're only 26. So, if you had killed somebody, so you're not a killer. So, what the fuck, bro? Did the court not see that this person gave birth with drugs in her system? Did the court not see that this person got arrested and already the child switched hands prior? Like, what yeah, the... F- they kind of overlooked all that. Like, it was no big deal. And then, mm-hmm. um, beginning of the case, you know, she went MIA for, like, two weeks. Mm-hmm. And then she wasn't doing no visits, not following the case. And then all of a sudden, that was when we split up, like... And then she went MIA for two weeks. And then, uh... Pretty much, she went to rehab, and then she got kicked out of rehab, and then went back to another rehab, and they, she did like a year there, and um, when she completed that, you know, they just skipped over the whole process, because there's supposed to be a process where you go from, you know, like, supervised visits to, mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. unsupervised mm-hmm. visits. You know, and she kind of just skipped over the whole loop. They just brought her to her at the the rehab facility and, you know, pretty much counted that as it. I don't know. But. Nah, uh, man, that, that shit sounds like a big mercy fest to me. And I'm all for mercy. But, like, at the same time, like, uh, who's going to lose their job if this person does something? You know what I mean? My last caller, his, his girl went to sleep at the wheel. Uh, I mean, his ex, his, his ex-girl went to sleep at the wheel drunk in front of the elementary school. Like, just gutless shit on the class of these moms, you know what I mean? So how is she as a mother, bro? Is it is it is she is she straight as a mom or do you have some concerns? Uh I mean there's always concerns just, you know, being with her for uh a couple years, you know, you you really know someone and um I try and have faith because you know, I'm not like most mothers. You know, I put the interest of my child mm-hmm. uh, first. You know, I, I want her to know her mom. You know, mm-hmm. uh, her mom does good. But at the same time, 
the process keeps repeating, and that's why I have primary. Right. Oh, wait, oh, so you, so you have custody of your daughter now? Yes, I have primary custody. Oh man, and see, that's why I feel like. <laughs> See, that's why I feel like dads need to hear this, man. You know what I mean? So how did it? So and it, and it just went from that. It went from hearing hearing all all these things stacked up against her, and then now you just have primary custody type of deal. Well, this is how it went down. It's kind of a it's kind of a twisted story. Um, basically, you know, she got with this dude who. Um, mm. That wasn't the best fit for her, I don't know, but they kind of like, uh, they were toxic in other words. And um, he, he used to be a recovering addict and they, they both did the same type of stuff and pretty much she got him, um, what's it called? When you oh she she uh got him to relapse and then um they they would fight and stuff and one night out of the blue he called me and this is literally the night before I'm going to get a lawyer because you know I'm like I got her more than she does you know she just got her back in February mm-hmm. like I was telling and I'm telling you man from February to October. She probably had her a total of one month as a primary. And you had her. <laughs> and and I had her and her sister had her. Because, I mean, her sister, when this case took off, her sister got granted temporary custody. They kind of overlooked me. I'm not legitimized. So they're like, all right, we'll get the, the sister who also has kids and, you know, is on her P's and Q's. Mm-hmm. And, um, well, they, they were together and, um, you know, she wasn't really letting the kid around that, which was a good thing. Cause I mean, she shouldn't have been around. My daughter shouldn't have been around yeah. all that. Yeah. And, um, out of the blue, you know, the night before I was planning to go to Brunswick, Georgia and meet my attorney, mm-hmm. um, he called me. It was late at night. I mean, it was like 10 o'clock at night. And and uh, as soon as he called me, I knew something was up because mm-hmm. they were off the rip. And then he just starts feeding me information, talking about drugs and talking about, uh, you can hear them like almost physically fighting. And I recorded like a five minute uh, recording on, on my phone of it. And um, I took uh, I took that right up to the to my attorney and I said, look, it's pretty vulgar. I don't know if you want to hear it, uh, but I want to file for emergency change of custody. And you know, I gave I gave her the video, and the very next day we were in court, and she we weren't even on the calendar. She got me right up to the judge, and. You know, when in situations for emergency change of custody, they pretty much call the mom last minute, and if she don't show up, that's on her. Yeah, yeah. So she, of course, didn't show up because she she was so bad off on drugs, she didn't even have a, a phone that even had service. Right. <laughs> Fuck. 
And um, by the time it was too late, they had already called the, the boyfriend, and the boyfriend told her at like 6 p.m. that night. And, um, <laughs> the day was over with. <laughs> it was way over with. And, um, you know, that's where the process began. That's when I got temporary in October. And then we went back to court. Well, before that, you know, um, I talked to her. I was like, look, I think it's in the best interest, you know, that you just um, sign some paperwork to give me primary. Like, I literally talked her into giving me primary. Mm-hmm. And, and, the weird thing is, it didn't happen just then. Like, she literally was like, okay, as long as you don't put me on child support, <laughs> I will give you primary. I'm like, okay, sounds good. And, um, you know, we filled out paperwork with my lawyer. So we go back to court the next time, and it's just like a, uh, it's just like a, I don't even know what you would call it. It's like an update on the case, pretty much. Right. It's not even like... Yeah, review. Got, oh. um, so we go back, and, you know, she's she's back in rehab. You know, she admitted herself in November, and then come February, she's back out um, for court, like I was just telling you. And... Um, you know, she's only been in there two months, and she left, and now she's with a new guy. And uh, she seems to be doing all right from what I see and understand, even though she can't hold down a job. I mean, she's got a job now. It's been a month, but you know, probably in the past year, I would say she's probably been through at least 10 jobs. That's a lot of jobs over the last year. Yeah, and... Uh, She's already lost one house, and now she's staying with this guy. And, and um, you know, like I said the other day, I went to court, and uh, it was her finalization. And the judge, you know, he, he was proud that she's making attempts, but at the same time, he realizes that she's unstable because of the job situation. Mm-hmm. And uh, her kind of bucking on rehab was a red flag in itself and um he pretty much said that you know i got primary basically and you know she's obligated to every other weekend and she gets two weeks out of the summer which i thought was very stern because i've never heard of only two weeks in the summertime mm-hmm. that's crazy but mm-hmm. they got to talking about the child support and they were like um you know, because we had already agreed to it, so I didn't want to, like, mm-hmm. yeah. change it up on her and be a douchebag. Mm-hmm. Um, which we already had paperwork and everything for that, but it never got brought back up. But um, they basically said that they would draw up something where she had to be in charge of transporting for her visits and transporting back so it's like you know she has to drive those three and a half hours mm-hmm. you know and then three and a half hours back every time she does a visit mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and how often did you say she has every other weekend was it yeah okay yeah so she's taking four trips a month yeah 
<laughs> yeah, man. See, yeah, man. That's beautiful, man. And uh, honestly, that's what's needed because it's like, I mean, child support is a scam, anyways. Quite honestly, um, it really is. Uh, it's not really in the best interest of the child. It's in the best interest of the court. Uh, honestly, when uh, a child support uh, uh, judgment is given out. If the mom is on state aid, the only winner in the case is the court because they're coming back big time. You know what I mean? They they make they make a lot of loot. I think me and uh, Ryan discovered he paid eight hundred and thirty dollars a month in child support for his one son. And while he was doing that, the fucking courtroom that gave him that judgment was bringing in $4,130 $4, every time he made an $800 payment. You know what I mean? So I was like, what the fuck? How? You know, but it's because it's a big business, but I don't care about the best interests of our children any. Uh, they'll deplete whoever has the most money and milk them dry the best way they can. And it's not about the best of the interests of the kid. Believe me, I I, uh, I I was sitting in on a court case before Mike got called. It was not this court date, but the previous one back in, uh, what was it, I think March. Uh-huh. March, and um, there was a, a cop in there, you know, and him and his wife were getting a divorce. And um, my lawyer was representing the wife this go around, and my lawyer is kind of a badass, like, I got a female lawyer, and she don't play no crap, man. She uh, she was a assistant district attorney, and um, she pretty much gave it to him hard. I mean, he ended up in total with the alimony from his wife and his. I think he, it was one or two kids. He ends up paying fifteen hundred a month. Mm. And. Mm. Those are all on overtime hours, so the man has to literally work overtime just to maintain his. Yeah. If he don't work overtime, he's gonna half his checks gonna go to them. No, hey, bro, listen, listen, man. But the, the thing is, is that dad's not having. Okay, we just we talked a lot about addiction, and you know what? Uh, we we also spoke uh yesterday on. Uh, May being mental aware, mental health awareness month, bro. Listen, every time I turn on intervention, every time I check out intervention for the beginning, uh, for the intro, it, it, the, 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 it always, it, a lot of times it's been starting off with a dude getting super, super, super high. And he's in there talking about how he misses his kid, bro. You know what I'm saying? This dude that's creating addicts is, is making folks relapse that they was on pain meds for this injury or that injury and then they just get to missing their kid and this that and the third and it really shows me how they can go down a real rabbit hole um just wanting to be you know what i mean in their children's lives bro and it's creating real 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 problems so uh and when you think about a person kidnaps your kid right they kidnap your kid legally, right? Which is what's happening. Because if, some, if, if somebody, which happens on this podcast a lot, somebody takes someone else's kid, a father's kid, and says, well, fucking catch me in court. Okay. So now I got to hire a lawyer. I got to fucking probably pay child support. And they're going to probably tell dad he gets him every other weekend like that. But until he comes into court and with a lawyer, 
he, it's over. He's not, he can't see his kid. He can't, like, kick the person's door down. He can't, like, snatch the kid from him. He can't do those things. Now, he does have rights to the kid, because if it is his kid, but... You know what I'm saying? He doesn't he doesn't really have rights to that kid, honestly. I mean, he does, but, like, he has to go to court. You know what I mean? He has to go to court. If he wants to see his kid, he has to go to court. That's just what it is. And there's, there's so many different degrees to all this, man. I know for a fact at least one on our page, you know, he committed suicide. Yeah, oh, on the father's rights page, committed suicide? Yeah, I know at least one guy. Yeah, no, you were talking to him type deal? I didn't, I didn't know him personally, but uh, I definitely, I definitely seen it and heard about it. And um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of fathers out there really grieving, man. Some of them ain't seen their kids in years, and it's just kind of mind-boggling. Mm-hmm. No, man, it really is. It's, 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 it really is crazy. It really is crazy, man. It's, it's crazy because the thing is is that they're making profit on it. When you talk about it being a $50 billion business and then you talk about the NFL only being a $10 billion business, okay, that means Family Court has the NFL beat every year annually by four times. That's massive. That's a lot of loot, bro. You know what I mean? $50 billion, bro, a year? That's a lot of cheese, bro. So the number on dads committing suicide is 21 dads a week commit suicide due to child access issues. That's the number. So it's like, what are we going to do? You know, that's, that's moving forward. What's next? How do we address this? Well, well I think first, um, you know, obviously you're from Georgia, bro. I'm from Michigan. These are two very different places. But I believe that we have to fucking start moving forward. There's no my, my grandpa came from my mom, my dad's side. He came from Memphis, Tennessee, bro. So there's a lot of like I, I I like going down south. I like it a lot. But but we got we can't be arguing about what my grandpa and your grandpa was worrying about. You know what I mean? Like we have to bridge some of these gaps, bro. We have to use our cell phones and do some of these things, have some of these conversations, so we can see how much we have in common. Yeah, bro. The music I listen to all day and the music you listen to all day are not going to be the same. You know what I mean? They'll be different. But look, there's so much more in common that folks have. And if we just focus on all we have different going on with each other, we can't focus on these fucking issues like this right here. You know what I mean? So this is why we, it's important we have these conversations, bro. Because we just keep... What's happening is is we continuously work and having... We are literally having the same arguments our fucking grandparents are having. Just with our cell phones. You know? I, 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 I seen... I'm half white. I'm half black. I seen, I seen it on both sides. I seen two people coming from two different worlds. Uh, uh, Detroit before the riot. Detroit after the riot. I seen them both die respecting each other. You know what I mean? Understanding each other and fucking wanting the same things out of life, which is respect, honor. They don't want to be lied to, cheated from, stole. They got they eat different food. That's it. They watch different shows on TV. That's it. Different sports. That's it, bro. You know what I mean? That's it. The rest of that shit, bro, is like culture. That's it, bro. That's it. The rest, if folks got good hearts. But we if we still arguing about what our people are arguing about. You know what I mean? If we can't, if we can't still, if we can't still give each other, when I mean, that can be fixed, just go out and give someone a good experience, right? But I'm saying, if we get over that shit, bro, we can start talking about what's on the floor with these new social topics like this right here. This isn't new. This has been happening, and folks have been getting 
made into businesses since 1975. This isn't no, this isn't no, this ain't new. You know what I mean? It's just the difference is this, though. Here's the difference, Brad. My dad, my real dad, and your real dad can't talk. I mean, they can talk, but if not at 30, they couldn't. There was no way for your dad and my dad at 30 years old to talk to each other. No way. You know what I'm saying? No way. Like, I'm 31, you 26. There's no way for them to have this conversation when they, when they, were, young, when they were our age. We got that ability. You feel me? We got the ability. We got to fucking use our phones and find the rest of these people who are, I'm telling you, they're sitting out there right now. They're sitting on the ground and they're paying money and they're, 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 they're hurting and they broken. But these guys are fucking fighters. You feel me? They're fighters, bro. They got it in there pumping in their fucking heart. They have it pumping in their heart. They just need somebody to throw their hand out, tell them, bro, grab my hand and get the fuck up. That's all that's needed. You know what I mean? That's it. They need a hand. Grab my hand. And get up. Boom. Let's let's fight. Now. Look at all of us. We out here. It's 80 of us. We're fighting for this cause. It's way more than 80 of us. You know what I mean? But we got to start finding ways to band together. Talk about this fucking topic as best as possible. Make make sure we fucking make it very clear that it's not. This isn't one culture thing. This is. All of the men. And it's not just in America, bro. This is all around the world. I was talking to a dad last night from Canada. I say, bro. I say, bro. I say, if this is happening like this in Canada? He's like, yeah, you have no idea. I'm just like, bro, it's worldwide. You know what I mean? This isn't just here in America. You know, so. But, but yeah, man. So, what, uh, so. So, uh, here's my question. Uh, what has been your biggest takeaway, man, from all this? Because you have custody of your daughter now. Well, before we get into that, now that you have custody of your daughter, man, full custody of her, what's that been like, man? Can you tell us a little bit about what's that been like and the relief of some of that? Man, it's great. The minute I got out of court, I just prayed. Ha! Ah. I tell you, man. And, uh... I'm not, I'm not looking back, man. I'm not looking back. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm relieved, honestly, mm-hmm. needless to say, because, you know, it's been a long journey, uh, three years. I mean, it doesn't sound like a lot. I know some fathers, they've been going through it for 18, 20 years. I mean, I got fortunate enough to only do three. Hopefully, she won't come back fighting, but if she does, it'll be in my jurisdiction. So that's a plus. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's been a blessing, man. You know, mm-hmm. since October, uh, you know, I've pretty much had her since October. But just the sign of the fact that you know this is final, you know, it's it's a weight off my shoulders because at any point I thought that you know, just like children's court, that the superior court. To let her get her act together, and then next thing I know, I'm up shit's creek without a battle. Nah, that won't happen, bro. That won't happen to you, bro. You've, you, what have you done? You haven't done anything but try to be a good dad. You drove fucking hours when it was your time. When you lost, you hurt, bro, and you hurt bad. And when you lost, you still came through and delivered. Why would God do that to you? You said when you got out, the first thing you did was pray. Hey, man, I'm telling you, bro. Uh, Shift didn't change. Nothing changed. No shift happened until 
I started getting closer to God in my walk. Like I'm telling you, this is this is this is the real life thing, bro. And, and 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 until I started taking steps towards God again and slowing down what I was doing, and not just like hearing some word, like, but actually like trying to like find that median with them. You know what I'm saying? Trying to be in the middle with it. Like try to feel it and try to like, you know, get in that zone with the word. And when that start, when I start just even if it's for a couple minutes, bro, a good friend of mine said, look, for a teammate of mine, his dad's a pastor, he say, P, you gotta force feed yourself the word like you would your playbook. You wouldn't be happy to read your playbook every day, would you? You just read it and study it because you know when it's time to go to war, you need to know what's going down. You don't have to know what the receivers is doing p but you look anyways because you want to know what's going on out there so same deal I'm, I'm looking at him i'm like 18 when he told me this i'm like 19 maybe i'm like you know that made a lot of sense you know what i mean that that made a lot of sense so i, I gotta fight till i started force feeding myself the word bro this shit didn't didn't start moving for me uh so this is what i want to know bro um all right bro so uh, uh, really quickly. Uh, I know we're in a good space with it now, but uh, during what, what was the longest you went without seeing your daughter? The longest you were alienated from her? Um, I'd say around like two months, which really isn't bad, but at the same time, it is. Oh yeah, every day, man. You were used to having her the whole time, bro. Two months. Are you not seeing her when you're with her? I've had two months without my daughter, bro, and it broke me, bro. The first time I went a couple months without saying, I went 950 days now. I done went a long stretch. But at the same time, the we're talking the first time she got taken, bro, I literally would just outburst crying and out of nowhere. You know what I mean? I was really fucked up. Like, it fucked me up because I was used to having my daughter, bro. I was just used, like... That time was rough, but it helped me for the first time. It, I spent so much energy in hurting that first time. The second time, I was like, all right, I don't know when this is going to end. I can't be that what I was last time because if I am, I won't make it. And sure enough, I had to be someone else. So how'd you get through those two months, bro? What were you doing? Like, what? What? How'd you get? How'd you handle it? Uh, I was hurting, you know, um, Let's put it this way. Um, I was working a lot, you know, and I was limited to seeing her, obviously, because of the whole court situation starting off and her getting stripped of her rights. And, um, you know, I got back, and as soon as I got back, I went to see her, of course. And, um, you know, there was points where, I mean, I'd, I'd tear up. I'd be working 12-hour shifts, and I'd just tear up, and, and uh, as soon as I got back, my, my grandma, who was like my rock, she died at 60 years old from cancer. And, I'm sorry to hear that. And uh, she only got to see her one time, man. And it's like there was two or three months of me not, you know, being able to see her. It's kind of like that was her only chance to meet her. And it kind of like still gets to me to this day. And I have another daughter who she's one years old. And um a lot of the memories that I get to spend with her, I didn't get to spend with my oldest. And it's kind of like, you know, I'm, I'm getting a second chance to, you know, see my daughter walk. And, you know, I'm, I miss all of that, man. I didn't get to see her walk. I didn't, I mean, I got stripped. Your first daughter you're talking about? 
yeah, I got basically I got stripped of her like a month old, dude. And so, so where's she at right now? How old is she? My youngest or my oldest? Your oldest. My oldest is three. She'll be four in January. Okay. She's with me. No, so you, the, what? The youngest you said? The youngest got stripped at a month? No, my my oldest did. Okay. 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 And my youngest is like my. I call her my do-over. It's like, you know, I get I get to be there for when she. Oh yeah, yeah. You don't miss anything. Yeah. Okay, I get what you're saying now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got everything now. I got it. I'm sorry, bro. I'm just wanted to make sure. Okay. Yeah. So you're saying with your younger daughter, you don't miss shit, right? And it's beautiful. Yeah. And you know yeah. what else is beautiful? Your oldest gets to be there so they can experience each other, bro. You know what I mean? Be there yeah. for each other, bro. And you get to have a close, watchful, a close. Watchful Georgia eye on them babies, bro. <laughs> For real. Oh man, there are two peas in a pod. The oldest one, she really looks after the, my youngest. Man, that's what's up, man. That's what's up, man. It's so beautiful to hear that you get the opportunity to father, man. That shit is beautiful, bro, because I know you get to wake up every day, see your kids sleep still. If you wake up before them or you get to experience, man, like today, bro, my kids were just looking out the door like yelling at a squirrel. And I really had thought to myself how many days I really sat here wishing they were here, you know, that I was just really soaking them, them looking out the door yelling at a squirrel, you know. And I just was just like, damn, like how Good as God, you know what I mean? That he just give me this moment to see him. Yeah, even when I gotta like, yeah, right now I gotta teach him shit and like get him back to being, you know, having respect, having some manners, things like that. So it's a lot of work, but at the same time, every time I'm working, I'm having a great time because I know this is good work. It's like running a mile. Yeah, do I jump up joyously? Time to run a mile. Shit, sometimes. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of work, but sometimes I'm pretty excited to get get my shoes on and get going. Because if I don't have that energy towards it, and is it fun? Like, am I looking forward to, like, hurting when I get to the end of the street? No, not necessarily. Hey, you, got, you ain't got the energy, but you got to put up with it so, you, so yeah. you can make them, you know what I mean? Yeah, you put the work in, bro. You do it with a smile. You know what I mean? The waiver, you do it with a smile. It's the same thing. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm blessed to have the opportunity. I know this is not, this isn't a given for me, for a dad, for a father, for me, for you. This ain't no given. This shit right here is a privilege. And when you're a dad, you really have to understand that being a parent is not, uh, it, it's a privilege. To You know what I mean? It's an obligation for sure, but listen, you're not entitled to this for, at by any means, we should be, but as fathers, we're smart enough to know we're not entitled to this. We, we're, 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 we're this is a privilege for us to be able to, uh, uh, to, to, to parent our children. Now, yeah, actually, this is our fucking God given right, bro. God, these are, there, it, there's nowhere in the Bible where it says we are not a part of our children, or nowhere in there does it say, you know what I mean? But I, what, that's something totally different, but I'm just saying, bro, like, you know, we, yeah, we each lay down to make a baby, bro. We should equally have opportunity to parent it. And, and, and that just is it, bro. Equally. We don't want everything, bro. I want every father to have 50-50 presumptive 
immediately. I don't want I don't want us to just all have all the right. No, 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 no. Not to be confused for that. I'm happy for this man because he saved his <laughs> he saved his fucking daughter from a, a a terrible situation. That's why we're happy. We're happy because the the court didn't break him down to the point where we talked about suicide. Me and Brad did. That's why I'm happy. I'm happy because Brad has opportunity to see his other daughter, and he's doing it right. He started over, and he's doing it right, and they and they his oldest daughter gets a chance to experience a real family. That's why I'm fucking happy. Of course, I want his child, his mother's child's mother, to be healthy. Yeah, I want her to get better. I want her to do right. I want her to be a good parent. But Brad talks like he he sounds like he wants that too. If you listen, he wasn't trying to hit her for the child support. He wasn't trying to, you know, he wasn't trying to do any of that. He wants the best. So that's beautiful. That's great. Like I don't, I, I you if you listen closely, you can hear the God in, in, in Brad's spirit, man. So that's why we have to have these conversations. A uh, couple quick questions here to round us up. So listen, man, uh, what would you say to a father out there um, experiencing, let's just say, we don't have to say experiencing alienation. You can, you can talk about that too, but let's just say he's experiencing man fighting for his kid. Um, and he feels like his back is against the wall and he's in family court. Let's say he's down there in Georgia and the family system is new to him. Obviously we've had a couple rounds, so we're like, we're, 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 we got our toes wet, but let's say he's brand new in it. What, what, uh, what advice would you give him? If I had to give him any advice, honestly, it would be, don't give up. Be persistent. You know, be consistent also with letting the mother know, you know, I want to see the kid. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. that right there can burn you. Is If you don't communicate and at least attempt and document it, mm-hmm. then that's just like saying, you know, you gave up. Mm-hmm. You got to make attempts to uh, want to see the kid or talk to the kid. And at the same time, you know, there was points where, like I told you on that ride back that I, I thought about giving up because, you know, I, I honestly thought that the court system had failed me. And, um, you know, uh, you just got to be patient and keep doing the right thing as a father. Mm-hmm. A lot of they they get into the wrong situation. They, you know, they take it to heart and it, it kind of pulls them down. You know what I mean? You got to you gotta look at a brighter situation and just keep being the best father that be even if it's from over the phone you know what i mean mm-hmm, mm-hmm. do whatever you possibly can man and if they won't let you if they won't let you fucking talk to your child what you got to do is you got to record that too you know what i mean record that too bro that's what i did that's what john my good a good friend i've uh made through this podcast and jonathan that's what he does each time he just wants to talk to his son, the lady takes the phone. She's, no, you can't talk to him. He doesn't want to talk to you. Ma'am, give this fucking, give this fucking guy a chance, bro. Give the phone to the kid and, 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 and give this fucking guy a chance. He'll get his kid to talk. He'll get him to at least listen or at least give this fucking guy a shot to say something, man. But to just hold the phone and just not, oh, he doesn't want to talk to you. It's over. Come on, man. But you let him talk to his daughter, but you just won't let him talk to his son because you know he wants to that bad. That that kind of shit is like, bro, it's petty and it's not called for it, bro. But what what can Jonathan do? Just what Brad said, record it. You got to record, record, document, document. It sounds fucked up, but like 
think they'll just take your word for it when you get to court that you try. They're not going to take your word for shit, bro. They don't even think you they don't even think you're a good person before you start talking. They already have a predetermined judgment of you. This guy is a piece of shit. Why is he in court? Because it's it's easy to bring people to court in today's world. It's easy. Why not? Really. <laughs> you know what I mean? Folks are quitters like nowadays. Like you said about the fifty, I mean, I don't see why any father shouldn't be granted that as long as you know they got a house, a job where they can help provide, and you know they're not on drugs or anything or violent. I don't see why. Well, the reason why is because they need dads. They need dads to be, what they need him to do is they need him to go in there. They need him to quit and not fight for his kid because that's what, that's kind of what they need him to do. They need him to just not fight. They need him to go in there. They need him to be afraid of the system. They need him to check the boxes that say he he's with Title Four. They need him to just basically go through the motions and not ask any questions, bro, because they need dads on child support because I don't know what the Georgia numbers are, but I talk about it all the time in this podcast. I'll do it again. There's 32 prisons in the state of Michigan. Only only one of those is for women. The other 30 of those are for men. That's out of 46,000 beds. There's only 2,400 of those for women. That's 6%, all right? So there's no business in you know, it, the long range, bro. Let's talk long range here, you know. If they want to keep the prison business going, which I don't know how much money that brings in. But if family court brings in $50 billion and put that next to the prison system, fucking that that probably brings in a nice, nice amount of money, too. I don't know how much private prisons bring in, but it must be a nice amount because they keep building them, right? So It's all funded through our taxes. Th- Bro, that's what I'm saying, bro. That's, bro, they're making fucking money, bro. They're making big, it's a big, it's a lot of, all this shit is making, is big business, bro. So it's like, okay, why would they give dads 50-50? Because that takes away from them being able to come in here. If you're saying that's going to take 50, that's going to take $50 billion a year out of these workers' Uh, pockets. Now, I'll tell you the story real quick, and then I'll ask you these last questions. We'll wrap it up. Listen, so I I, I, I was talking to someone the other day, because I talk to people all the time, and I'm telling them about this Title IV scam, and he says, well, I mean, it's not that bad, because, you know, the workers, uh, they, they, I mean, they are there, and they're working the case, and, 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 you know, I'm not the type to really hold back. I'm really nice and shit, but I'm like, bro, yeah, but, like, just and I know this dude. We got we got church in common, but I'm being serious with him. I'm like, bro, th- I think I, I cussed and everything. Like, why the fuck would they get money for two people not getting along? Why should you get any free government money, bro? For us not getting along and having to be here, that's not our fault, bro. This is the system you have in place. If your system said we're each equal, then we don't have to even come in here. So it's like. Uh, you know what I mean? It's like a fucking, it's like a, it's like a scam. I have no choice but to come in here. If you don't want me to come in here, here's how you can fix it. Give me 50-50 off rip. Do you know the only state in America that has 50-50, uh, Brad? Probably California. No, sir. It's Kentucky. Really? I, yes, sir. Kentucky is the only state in America who has 50-50 presumptive. And the reason I know this, I had, uh, I don't know if you ever watched Dad Talk Today, or whatever that show is called, I forgot. Shout out to them. 
But I had Melissa Isaac as a guest on the show. I would go back and check that podcast out. Any listeners, go back and, and check that podcast out with Melissa Isaac. She's a, a good family attorney. Um, uh, I believe she's licensed in Florida and Alabama. But she is a pit bull. So, man, that's what I'm saying, bro. Like, yeah, man. So she taught me that. I thought a lot more states have 50-50. But, no, the only state with true 50-50 is Kentucky. I didn't know that, you know. But... Bro, yeah, it's 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 deep, but man, I think again, man, me and you are we're we're doing the right thing. We're having this conversation. There's more conversations like this to be had as well. So if you could say something to a mother um, who's alienating a child um, from a father, what would you say to her? So if you could say something to a uh, a mother alienating a, a child from a father, what would you say to her today? Honestly, I would tell her to quit being selfish, um, for one, and two, they're not only hurting the father, they're also hurting the child. That's the best I can put it. Yeah, couldn't and, agree more. Couldn't agree more, man. You're hurting the babies. It's not just you. <laughs> they, they're going to hurt, too. Uh, so, and then, uh, what, uh, what, uh, actually had two more here. What has been your biggest takeaway from all of this? Just everything in general. Uh, biggest takeaway. Um, I'm trying to think. I would say, you know, you don't really need lawyers, honestly. I mean, mm-hmm. if you educate yourself, that's the thing. A lot of, a lot of fathers don't realize that you can learn this stuff on your own. Like, you know, even through the father's rights page, you can <laughs> you can educate yourself because mm-hmm. people are answers. Where you ask, the more you know. Mm-hmm. And why go and spend ten thousand dollars on a lawyer when you know you can be patient, take notes, document, record, and have everything you need beforehand, and then go get you a lawyer. And then you know you shift the weight. It's not like you're taking the chance of going in there empty-handed. You know you got some evidence, you got whatever you need. No man, I I I think that's great advice, man. I think I think that's I think I think that's solid, man. Cause you don't always need a lawyer, man. You could do some of the work yourself, and then two, you have to keep in mind some of the best advice, some of the, some of the wisest information I heard was this. It came right from my judge's mouth. I don't know who she was talking to, but it felt like God talking to me. She said, "Yo." The reason you all can't say, and she wasn't even directly talking to me in this instance. She said, the reason you all can't say what you want to say in court is because you all have lawyers. You need them to say exactly what you're going to say. If they can't say it like you're going to say it, then that's why you feel unheard. And I was thinking to myself, she was not talking to me. But I thought to myself, like, man, you know what? I think that was God, bro. I swear. And... Shazam! <laughs> you know what I mean? When I jumped on it myself and got an opportunity to say something, speak, say some of the things I've been wanting to say, we started getting movement. So uh, next, the last question I did have for you, bro, was uh, um, if you could say something uh, to your daughters, um, just to uh, end the podcast, just something to have on record, uh, what would you say to them here? Um, I love y'all, and I'm blessed to have y'all in my life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Man, hey, man, that's, that's, it's, it's good to know that, like, 
you know, it's really good to know that, like, you're going to see your kids. As soon as we get done with this podcast, you're going to get to go see them. And when I hang up with this podcast, I know they're downstairs watching Rugrats, my kids. But, like, I'm going to have an opportunity to see them right here, right now, today. I know what's today. Wednesday, you know what I mean? There's, 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 I, I, there's so much, like you know, like it's, it's just a regular Wednesday, and they here with me. This is beautiful. This is God, only God. Um, and man, I, I just want to tell you, I'm proud of you, man, for winning. I'm proud of you for not fucking buckling. I'm proud of you for not folding, man. I want you to keep your head up, man. Make sure you, uh, and and don't stop. We can't stop here. Now that we have gotten, we've gotten victory. We need to go out and tell other fathers and other dads and other people in the stores when we see them. Tell them about this topic and tell them about what the fuck is going on and i know like just because we 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 feel like we're ahead in our situation or doing better than we were we can't stop thinking about them people that don't want to know if they're going to wake up tomorrow or don't want to you know if they want to get through the whole day because they're still out there they still need to hear from us and know that we're real people that this shit can really be done if we fucking put your mind to it and you stay patient and you don't do anything stupid and you fucking just believe you know what i mean you don't run away you just believe and you lean on your faith whatever faith that shall be you know what i mean but if you lean on that faith bro right then it's just it's your toughest point but they need to hear from dads like us. They need to hear you say, hey, the first thing I did when I got that shit was come out and pray. Immediately. Because, man, that's you knew it was him. You know what I mean? You knew it. You felt it in your heart. So I think dads need to hear from you. I think dads need to hear from me. I'm going to keep it going. Um, again, if there's any dads out there that heard Brad's story and they want to get directly to him, Contact me directly. You can hit me up on uh, Twitter, OG underscore JP Brown, or you can hit me up on the gram, jpbrown.dfm, and uh, pretty much just let me know you want to try to contact Brad. I'll do what I can to connect you to Brad. Uh, I'm pretty sure if there's anyone out there hurting and you feel like Brad's the one you want to talk to, I'm pretty sure he wouldn't mind taking a second talking to you. Uh, Yeah, we're a team, everybody. I appreciate you, Brad, man. Make sure you keep your head up, and until next time, man, you have a good one. Keep being a good dad, bro. You too, buddy, and I'll definitely be down for that, anyone that wants to talk. Mm-hmm. You already know, man. You're going to hear from me, man. Just give me a shout. Make sure you add me on Facebook, bro, and uh, you can lock me in, bro. If you have any questions or if there's any other dads on the podcast you want to talk to, just let me know, and we'll, we'll make that connection happen, bro. All right. Sounds good, buddy. All right, man. I'm going to talk to you. Hey, really quickly, uh, what, 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 who's your college football team, bro? Is it, is it Georgia or is it uh, Georgia Southern? You know it's Georgia Bulldogs. Ah, just had to check, man. That's what's up, man. Well, we just got rid of Stafford, bro. So, shit, I, I fuck with Georgia, though, man. Nice place, bro. All right. All right. <laughs> I'm going to talk to you, brother. We got to get us a ring, though. Hey, man. You, 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 hey, me and you both, brother. Me and you both, man. I'm going to talk to you, man. Go Falcons, man. Go Hawks. I'm going to talk to you. All right, All right. buddy.